When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Straight Out of Marvel. It's your host, Kevin27, back with another fire episode. And today we have the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania official instant review. So you already know we about to get into this heavy. This is my second time viewing it. And I said, you know what? We're going to do it a little differently from previous movies. So I'm going to go see it a second time just so I can have a good view and a good uh thumb on what I want to say right in this episode so we got a lot I mean I took a lot of notes I wrote a lot of questions we got a lot to get into so you already know the drill go ahead and give a five star rating on Apple Podcasts Spotify and please follow at Kevin27Words on Instagram on Twitter and on YouTube more videos will be dropping including this one also for my audio listeners my Apple Podcast listeners Go ahead over to Spotify if you want to see this full video breakdown because it's just going to be a little more fun because for one, you can see my pretty face. And for two, we got a lot of things that's going to be popping up on the screen. We're going to make this a good one. This is, I mean, season three is upon the horizon. So we're going to be doing things a little more professional and a lot more discord is going to be going on, right? So more professional, more production. So let's go ahead and go. Now let's talk about Ant-Man 3. Gotta take this off so I can get pretty, man. Uh, I thought Ant-Man 3 was uh, another great Marvel movie. I mean, shocker. Now, is it one of the upper echelon Marvel movies? I'm gonna say no. Is it the best Ant-Man movie? I'm gonna say no. I think the original now well i don't want to say that because you got to give this a little more time to mesh but i still think the first ant-man bro the first ant-man is just a classic right like first ant-man is a classic so i think no but what i do think is this movie is way closer to audience score than critic score so speaking of that let's go ahead and get into that so right now Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has a 48% on the tomato meter and a damn, it's backwards. So we got a 48% on the tomato meter and then an 84% on the audience score. What in the Kang is going on here? Yo, first of all, I ain't liking that. Black History Month, we got the black villain. We start off with a 48%. I'm not feeling it regardless. <sighs> Man, I got to take a sip. Yo, light up that exotic, pour up that expensive so we can get offensive. Yo, y'all already know the vibes. Y'all know what I'm sipping on. Shout out to that Crown Royal, man. This is not an ad. This is just telling you, let's get fucked up. So, yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards the audience score, 48%. A little disrespectful. Now, 
let's see where Eternals was. Because I think Eternals was the lowest. And then uh, Eternals is 47. So, for one, I'm not saying Eternals, Eternals wasn't a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. This is a better movie than Eternals, I think. You know, but uh, a little more closer to the character with it being Ant-Man. But still, I think it was a little better movie. But I thought Eternals was a good movie. So, I think what it is is, at this point, it's a little too comic booky, right? We in the quantum realm. It's a lot of science being thrown around. I think a lot of people not into it like that. So I think that's why it's right there with the uh, audience score because the critics aren't looking for uh, the callbacks to this movie or that movie. They looking like, give me a movie. Is it a good movie? I don't think it is, but I digress. So... Uh, I'm not feeling it, but regardless, I do think it was a good movie. Now, I do want to point out that this, the funniest thing about this movie was they kept saying, look out for the little guy, but every time they had problems, Ant-Man turned into giant Ant-Man. Like, look out for the little guy, even though I'm a fucking giant. I did think that was hilarious. He's like, so much look out for the little, even Cassie said it, Oh, look out for the little guy. But then she turned into a giant. Like, anytime they have major problems, they turn into a major giant. So I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, let's talk about what the movie was about. The film was about never leaving loose ends. And Modoc being the example of your past, always comes back to haunt you unless it's dead. So if uh, Scott would actually kill Modoc, we wouldn't like or kill Darren when he was the bead man or whatever, the yellow jacket. It'd have been cool. He would have been Moda, but instead he tried to put his problems off to the quantum realm and boom, come back to bite him in the ass. So, yo, your problems, you gotta kill them. You gotta jug to the neck. You gotta jug them right in the neck. I'm telling you, bro, you gotta kill them problems. Leaving them problems like Janet Van Dyne did. She left her problems, and what happened? It came back to get it. It came back eventually. Was done in the dark always comes to the light. Just saying. So uh, I wanted to ask a question, right? Because we know how the beginning starts. Cassie, she's having a vendetta against Scott because Scott is just chilling instead of being a hero, right? He's out selling his book. He's uh, getting employee of the century at Baskin Robbins. A lot of praise since, you know, Scott really is one of the main heroes of Avengers Endgame. Now, let me mind you, we also know from his Marvel, he's had a podcast. Uh, now we know from the movie, he's on a book tour. So Scott's been getting busy living the celebrity life. And I don't know if you've noticed, where was his homies? Now, we all know that T.I. wasn't going to be in the movie because of his uh, S.A. allegations from uh, 15 years ago. But we, I don't know what that was, but we never heard anything. I, at least I didn't. I didn't know Louise wasn't going to be in this movie or the Russian dude. So I'm a little surprised. So it seemed like Scott has left everything behind him, including his friends and his superhero business, because 
Uh, well, was Scott ever really a superhero? Let's keep it real. He was a thief. I don't think he was ever really a hero. So I'm not surprised he's not out like Daredevil every night trying to solve crimes. So I'm not really surprised about that. But at the same time, I can see where Cassie is a little frustrated with him, right? So she's kind of like, bro, you've abandoned everything and you're kind of living like a coward. Like you're living on your legacy instead of trying to steady add to your legacy. Like that'd be like, that'd have been like right after uh, uh, Steve Jobs popped out with the iPhone. He's like, all right, that's it. I'm done. No, he would have kept trying. I mean, unfortunately, you know, man's died. But regardless, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, that's like after Ant-Man, or not Ant-Man, but Iron Man, when he made the suit, that was it. Like, oh, I just made the suit to get out of the cave. No, you got to keep fighting after that. So I could see where Cassie was very frustrated with him. And that pretty much led to why she's doing what she's doing. And in here trying to explore the quantum realm. Now, I I don't understand why she's trying to explore explore the quantum realm. Like I like when they was in the room, she was like if I if I could have had this, I would have been able to find you while you were down there. Uh well, he's not down there now. Hope isn't down there now. So why are you trying to explore the quantum realm? Right? It just, it don't make any sense, bruh. It just, it don't make any sense. So I just, I don't get that part. And uh, yeah, I just, I didn't get that part. So I wanted to know, who had the biggest blunder? Is it Spider-Man when he let all of the uh, previous Spider-Man and the Goblin and all of the Spider-Villains into because he botched the spell which I still kind of blame Dr. Strange, but whatever, he still was a part of the F up. Or is it Cassie sending a signal into the quantum realm? Which one do you think? Vote, I say we vote on it. Now, I'm gonna just say this. I think it's Cassie. And only why I say it's Cassie, because Spider-Man actually had a reason to be down there. And he actually had a reason. Remember what was going on. Uh, all his friends couldn't get accepted into MIT. It was all his fault. Too much heat on him. Blase, blase, blase. He had to try and figure something out. Yo, Cassie's just being rebellious. She's getting arrested, which um, I can't say I was wrong on that. I was wrong on that. Let's put the tape in right here, what I said. Now, why is she in jail? That's what I want to know. Clearly, and she ain't murked nobody. But I'm saying, why is she in jail? Is she a klepto like her dad? Yo, what does Scott do in the then, first place? Because I said, oh, she getting arrested. It was And I, I, didn't say it, I didn't say it definitively, but I was like, oh, is she being a thief like her dad? No, she was actually protesting or helping uh protesters so you gotta give her a thumbs up because we always here for a protest right um so that's cool but 
I don't know, man. I just kind of feel like Cassie was a little bit like I get what she was trying to do, but she was doing too much. Like, why is why are you sending signals to a place you have no idea what's going on down there? You don't know what's going on. And I get it. Yeah, Janet, she could have been a little more transparent as to why, you know, uh, she didn't want them contacting the quantum realm and what happened. But at the end of the day, bro, you just had no reason being down there. And of course, what happens? Boom. Or I should have snapped with the gauntlet, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to snap away half of my audience. <laughs> Not for real. So I, I just thought it was a little like I get it, it was, but it was a little convenient. Like, oh, really? She's sending messages to the quantum realm. Like, why? Why would you be doing that? So I don't know. I don't know, man. Cassie, I think her. I think her blunder was a little more uh, unforgivable, right? Because, like I said, Spider-Man actually had a reason to be doing what he was doing. Spider-Man actually had a reason to be doing what he was doing. So I'm not sure what her reasoning was besides she got, like, a little PTSD because her dad was gone for five years and... She just like, well, I just want to do something like just just in case, just in case you ever go missing again. But I don't know. Not enough to me. Not enough to me. OK, now let's play a little game. I like to play a little game called the stock market. And we want to talk about the main characters. Are the stocks up or are the stocks down? And um, I think this should be a fun one because I actually have fun writing it. So let's talk about this. Okay. Now, is Scott Lang's stock up or down? And I would have to say it's up. Everyone assumed he would be murdered by Kane and he actually handled himself quite well. Now, he might have pulled a Sylvie and unleashed something bigger, but for now, I'd have to say Scott Lane stock is up. I mean, he actually defeated Kang. He had a lot of help. Don't get me wrong, but the man defeated Kang. So, bro, Scott Lang is on one. He helped defeat Thanos, come back, knocking Kang out. Nice, 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 nice. Is Cassie's stock up or down? Unfortunately, I have to say her stock was down. The actress wasn't bad, but unfortunately, the character was kind of annoying, a little boring. And the way she treated her father, I just, eh, I guess she had the resentment, but sending a signal to the corner one was crazy. Also, her best line was telling Modoc, you don't always have to be a dick. Plus, her suit doesn't separate her from Ant-Man like the Wasp does, so it's kind of just a ripoff. So nothing about her really stood out. No quippy lines, no cool dialogue. She was pretty much uh, bland. I actually thought the chemistry between Scott and Cassie 
the original, original, not the Cassie from Avengers Endgame that everybody's mad about, but the original Cassie from the first movie and the second movie, I thought they actually had a little more chemistry. Now, of course, their chemistry was a little more cute because she was a little kid or little kid and whatnot. But even still, I thought the chemistry that they had was a lot more better. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, like when he was calling her Peanut, I just, again, she's older, but I just didn't buy it. I don't know. Their chemistry just didn't mesh well for me. It didn't, it didn't mesh well for Thanos, okay? Thanos wasn't feeling their chemistry. So I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't, like, I'm trying to think about when they do the Young Avengers, right? Would I be really looking forward to Cassie with this actress? I'm not sure. Now, I'm not saying the younger actress, yeah, maybe she was throwing anything out there, but I think she just had better lines, man. I think her lines was a little better, so I'm not sure about that. Is Kang stock up or down? And where does Kang stack up against other villains? I think Kang's stock is down. Might be controversial. Don't blame Thanos. I'll snap you away. I'll snap you away. I think Kang's stock is down, and I think Kang fell well short of Thanos as far as the big dogs. And I think post-Endgame, I'm not sure if he was a better villain than Namor. While both Vicious, I think Wakanda forever showed Namor and way more action than Kang had in Quantumania. When Kang hopped out of his chair to get busy, I thought we would get a little more than what we did and what we got from him action-wise. Instead, we got a lot of dialogue, which was good. Good dialogue. Now, his dialogue was Thanos-level dialogue. But the action, it wasn't there, honestly. It really wasn't there. Like... And then instead of good action, we get my man swarmed by a bunch of ants. Like when he stepped out of his chair and started getting busy, I was like, okay. Even though his powers, it looked like he was just like, no pun intended, snapping motherfuckers out of existence. Like it didn't look like he was really killing them, but erasing them from the timeline, like low key. Like it looked like what it would look like when you prune somebody, low key. So, I don't know. I think his stock is a little bit down. Yes, he won a fight against Ant-Man, but then eventually loses because Hope saves the day. And either, even earlier in the movie, he lost to Janet. He couldn't even escape. He let Janet get away with his damn orb. So, yeah, I don't know. Kang doesn't seem as tough like when... Bro, Thanos seemed unbeatable. Like, seriously. They had to... like. The only person who could really beat Thanos was Tony Stark because he just was a little bit smarter and got, the, you know, got the gauntlet, boom, transfer, bam, snapped his bitch ass away. He was the only one who could really beat Thanos. Kane, he got beat by Ant-Man. I'm sorry, bro. Like, y'all know, I was super looking forward to Jonathan Majors. And uh, this iteration of Kane... I don't know, man. I think he was a little weak. I'm not going to hold you. Like, he, a lot of people was like, oh, he was great. He was this. He was that. I'm not sure if he was great. 
good. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was, because this is the thing, this is the thing that's killing me. This is what's killing me. A lot of people saying, well, the story was whack, but Kang was good. You got to make up your mind. The story was about Kang. The thing, the story pretty much starts off with Janet and Kang into the quantum realm, right? And then Kang saves her. And that's kind of where we start off with the whole shebang, shebang. So if you're saying that the story was kind of whack, but Kang was good, bro, save me the Black History Month uh, uh, pillow softening. Bro, you got to give it up. I think Kang, I think Kang dialogue and all of that was good, but bro, and I love how he was able to take over the quantum realm. I thought that was cool, but at the same time, like, Really think about the action. The only action we got from Kang is when he stepped off of his throne and then he walked out and he, ah, ah, ah. He killed a couple people and then he got sworn. He started talking shit and he was like, you think you can defeat me? You talk to ants. And then Hank pulled up with ants who apparently lived a thousand years in one day and was able to uh, do some type of technology, advanced technology, a thousand years into the future, and they was able to defeat Kang like that. I mean, it was a little too easy for me, me personally. I don't know. That could be controversial. It's not to me because that's just how I feel. I've seen it second. I've seen it twice, and the second time, I felt the same way I felt the first time. It was a little too easy for me. A little too easy. I think his, I think they could have showed up. Like, bro, think about, think about, and this is why I say this. Think about Wakanda forever. They had Namor kicking ass the whole movie. It starts off uh, on, the, on the ship scene, right? With the Marines. And they tried to get away. You didn't see Namor, but when you watch the movie, you know it was Namor who pulled that damn helicopter out of the sky, right? Think about how he snuck into Wakanda. Undetected. Like, they showed his dominance from the beginning, from the get-go. And then think about, uh, like, he was just so vicious talking to Shuri. Like, no, now you're going to understand this is why we got to kill the scientists. Like, he was not bullshitting the entire time. Also, think about when, uh, uh, damn, why am I blanking on her name? But uh, Lupita's character, think about what she did when she killed that girl. They pulled up to Wakanda and wiped that motherfucker out, killed the queen. Who did, who did King kill of significance? He killed that damn one of the freedom fighters with the damn battery for a head, bro. I'm not impressed from that. Like, he didn't kill anyone of stature to make you feel like, I feel like one of them should have died. Ant-Man, Hope, Cassie, Hank, Janet, one of them should have died so he could show that dominance. Like, bro, I'm a cold-blooded killer. I'm a killer. Murderer. I'm a cold-blooded murderer, heartless killer. 
It doesn't matter. Yeah, they show him taking over universes. That shit doesn't matter because we didn't really see it. We just saw it through visions. So, yeah, Kang stock is down. Now, I'm not saying I'm not excited for the whole Kang Council and the Kang Dynasty and all of that shit. But as far as just Kang from the Kang the Conqueror, nah, it just... Like, bro, these villains, they are so hard to, like, kill. You have to outsmart them, right? Like, I remember when I was watching an Avengers show back in the day. They outsmarted Kang. Uh, Captain America took that motherfucker to the prehistoric days and trapped him there and left. Like, you got to do shit like that. Like, it's not just, oh, we just going to kill you. Like, they just killed my nigga Kang, and it was like, that was it. So, yeah, Kang stock is down, officially down. I'm looking forward to seeing what we got in the future. But for now, Kang stock is down. And like I said, even early in the movie, he lost to Janet. He couldn't even beat Janet, an old-ass lady. I don't give a damn what. I don't give a damn what technology she got, all of that bullshit. You're supposed to be king. All you got out of it was a suit. Yeah, you was able to take over the quantum realm, but you couldn't get out, so that shit was ass. And he got exiled by all the other kings. Like, bro, this king was trash. I'm sorry. Like, they exiled this man to the quantum realm. How Clearly, he was powerful. They needed to exile him, but still. You know what? You, you don't get what I'm saying? So, yeah. King stock officially down. Uh, is Janet's stock up or down? And I say down. And yes, I know. A lot of down, I know. But I think she was shady for keeping her quantum secrets in the dark. This whole movie could have been avoided if she simply told Hank and Hope how she helped King to conquer, conquer the quantum realm. I get it. It was an accident. But what's that saying? What's done in the dark comes to the light. And boy, did she get her ass lit up. Also, she was down there cheating on her husband, getting that quantum penis. It's just not right. Now, of course, my man's Hank was getting it in, too. But I'm just saying. I think it. I don't know, man. She didn't want to sacrifice herself. That don't mean you go down there and get some penis. You don't get no quantum peen, bro. I'm sorry. You just don't. You imagine your wife down there getting smashed in the quantum realm and you up there trying to figure a way to get her out and she out there getting, getting nigga, topping dudes off. Like, bro, what the hell is that? I just, I don't get it. And don't tell me she didn't have none of that kangalang. I know they was trying to act like she didn't, but she was like, oh, it was good to have a friend after being alone for so many years. Were you alone? Were you? I don't think so. Down there getting that kangaroo. She was conquering that penis. That's what she was doing. What the hell? So, yeah. Janet Stock down. Is Hope stock up or down? I say her stock is up. I mean, she's running her dad's company and she killed Kang. What more can you say about Hope other than give me a show 
or a movie so I can see her shine without being a sidekick. Plus, all of this that's been going on and her and Scott are still couple goals. Give me more. I need more of Hope. I need to explore uh, Hope's uh, journey. I need to explore Hope's journey, man. So, yeah. Is Hank's stock up or down? I say his stock is down just because his wife was getting ran through in the quantum realm. And it was all his fault. It was your fault, Hank. You up there getting your damn beak wet instead of looking for your wife. You over there smashing on Linda when you could have been smashing them damn keys trying to figure out where your wife was. But no. You over here getting it in with Linda. He said multiple times. It wasn't just a one-time affair. My boy was up there smashing. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, Hank, his stock is down. But nah, real shit, our reality, his stock got to be up, right? The things this man can do with Ants is amazing. Scott is cool, but notice I never call him Ant-Man because Hank is Ant-Man. And even the way he explained how the Ants spent a thousand years and 24 hours was cool. Also, he had a hand in bringing down Kane. So his stock is up. His stock is up. Still disappointed he was smashing Linda instead of trying to get his wife home. City Boy's up a thousand, though. So his stock is up for sure, for shit sure. I think that's really much it. I think that was it for the stocks. Yeah, that's it for the stock market. And, um, yeah, and Janet, bruh, smashing Krylin or Kryler, played by Bill Murray. Bruh, come on. I guess she had needs, but holy, holy. So, yeah, I'm not digging that. Okay, now let's talk about some side characters. We got Janora, the freedom fighter. She was cool. I mean, it's still the same story with or without her. Again, she didn't have any, like, I don't feel like she had any crazy moments to where it was like, oh, she's the shit. Like, she didn't make me fall in love with her. So she's cool. Now, who I did like, I think it's Kaz or Quaz, I'm not sure, but he was a telepath, and he had some funny jokes, like when uh, Scott and his daughter was arguing because he was like, bro, we don't need to help, we don't need to help these people. We don't know what they got going on. And Cassie was not feeling it, pissed off, and he was like, I, she's disappointed in you. Everybody laughed in the theater. It was good timing. Also, when he said, Scott has seven holes, which I started counting, and I was like, okay, two ears, two ear holes, that's two. You got one mouth, that's three. Two nostrils, that's five. You're a man. You got a butthole, that's six. You got a pee hole, that's seven, right? But then what about your eyes? Your eyes don't count as holes. You can live without an eyeball. Like, your eye socket, isn't, wouldn't that be a hole? Maybe not. I don't know. Y'all let me know what y'all think about that. 
Does Sky have seven holes or or nine? Two ears, that's two. Two nostrils, that's four. One mouth hole, that's five. A pee hole, six. An asshole, seven. But two eyes, are they not holes? Because these are eyeballs. I'm just saying. Just saying. Seven or nine holes, people. Seven or nine holes. I'm not sure. Seven or nine. Seven or nine. Shit. That's a good one, though. So, yeah. Let's talk about MODOK. So, MODOK. Uh, MODOK is actually Darren from the original Ant-Man. Remember when Scott sent that man to the quantum realm and thought he would never see him again? Well, boy, were you wrong. Because this man ended up getting saved by Kang, and Kang turned him into his own personal killing machine. Just a head and baby legs, which look ridiculous. I don't care if it's MODOK in comic books. I don't care if it's MODOK in the Avengers game. I don't care what it is. MODOK on screen. MODOK just looks ridiculous. You're never going to be able to get it right because a guy with a big-ass head and little baby legs is going to look stupid and ridiculous Every time it's on screen, I'm sorry. Like, you, bro, you cannot convince me otherwise. As far as the character, I thought it was cool to get Darren back. So glad I actually did my ultimate reviews and watched it because I was a little more caught up about Darren. So that was actually dope, right? Uh, as far as his character, yo, people act like they don't like the silly shit. I don't get it. All of this is silly. This is what I don't get about Marvel, or I don't even know if they just Marvel. I don't know what it is. Comic book fans. A lot of this shit is silly. Uh, an Ant-Man who turns into a fucking giant. Like, what the hell? This man's an Ant-Man, but he turns into a giant. But then you got a problem with Moda dying in Avenger. Which technically, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, people was laughing. It was kind of funny in the in the movies. When Modoc died, he did sacrifice himself to kill Kang, right? He said, My name is Darren, or whatever he said. And he sacrificed himself to kill Kang. And he died a hero. How does he not die an Avenger? He helped an Avenger. If Wanda could be an Avenger, so is Modoc. And you cannot tell me otherwise. I know that shit was played up for laughs. I don't care. Modoc is an Avenger. Book that shit. Bro, I told you, man. Light up that exotic if you got it. Pull up that expensive so we can get offensive. I'm saying a bunch of shit on this motherfucker. Yo, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Bang, bang, bang. And make sure you five-star rate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also, if you want to help your boy out because... I don't, I don't have a sponsor anymore. I don't have a sponsor anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Please donate. Cash app, Kevin27World. Kevin27WRLD on Cash App. You could donate a dollar, bro. It will help go further to make this podcast great. See, I'm getting props now. I'm putting this video out. We're doing, yo, season three, we're going crazy. So please. Make sure you help donate and keep this podcast going. That's how I know my peoples appreciate me. And I'm going to always pour in just like I did 
Shout out to all the gift card winners. Shout out to all the gift card winners. Uh, that was something for me to do from my heart. It don't matter if you got it, right? <laughs> it don't matter if you got it. It's I had it and I wanted to give it. It don't matter if you got it. I had it and I wanted to give it because I appreciate the audience. Now back to the movie. Let's talk about this post-credit scene. We got the Kane Council. We got the Kane Council. This is the first post-credit scene. And they talking a bunch of shit like, oh, I bet you you mad. They was talking to a uh, matter of fact, let me go and get his name. Kane. As ruler, Ramatut. Okay, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's who that was, Pharaoh Ramatut. And he told the one of the other kings, which looked like a king from like the year four thousand or some shit. Like, yeah, you probably mad that uh, you couldn't kill King, huh? And he was like, ah, we got to round up the others because remember what Kane the Conqueror said. He said, I'm in this bitch to win it because he want to win against the Kane Dynasty. Now, the Kane Dynasty seemed like they want to win on their own accord by capturing time or whatever they got going on. And like I said, Scott might have won the battle, but eventually might be losing the war, so to speak. But I don't know. I thought it was a good post-credit scene, and it actually was pretty scary. You see a whole this was like a uh this looked like a what was that damn movie called? The Gladiator, right? It looked like they was at some gladiator shit. You got all of these kings in the stand, like a damn football field, football stands full of kings, and they all going crazy because King is about to take over. All of the kings are about to take over the timeline of the multiverse. And that's pretty much what they set up. King about to really take over the multiverse. Now, the second one, the second post-credit scene is Loki and Mobius. And they are actually looking at a different King from, I'm not sure what time. Seemed like a King from back in the days around 1800s type of things when they really was getting like movies and pictures in the play. It seemed like that was a king from then, right? And they're talking and Mobius was like, this is who you're talking about? He doesn't seem threatening. And Mobius was like, nah. Or Loki's like, nah, he's really that guy. Like still terrified, right? So I can't wait. Loki season two is really happening this year. I just hope it like replicates from what we did season one because bro that that time was like the my favorite favorite i'm not even gonna hold you um so yeah the post-credit scenes were solid the first one was very chilling kind of scary low-key the first one was kind of scary i ain't gonna hold you just like damn man this dude this dude this dude he might really be getting it in like Killing that king, the conqueror, really might mess shit up because now all of these other kings are going to be released. We even seen a king, the conqueror, that looked like old as hell. Like, and it looked just like this, like our current 
version of King the Conqueror, but looked like an older man. It was crazy, bro. All of the different variants of Kang we got to see. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Kang, like I said. I just don't like that he just went down so easily against Ant-Man and Hope and some ants. Like, seriously. I get there was, like, technologically savvy ants. But, bro, Kang should have been able to take them ants out very easily. That's why I said he looked a little weak in this film. I ain't even going to hold you. He looked a little weak. What else is there to talk about? Oh, I did think it was funny how uh, when Modoc he tried to interrupt and, yo, Kang slammed his face against the wall and told him, what did I tell you? Don't speak while I'm in the room. Bro, that shit was, you can see the villain turn. You can see Modoc from that moment on, he was going to turn on Kang whenever he had the chance. You can't embarrass people like that, bro. You just can't. You can. One thing I, I'm telling you, the thing I did love about King, though, his dialogue was crazy. Like when he told, so I got all of my, uh, pretty much all my talking points out of the way. Now I'm just riffing. So I did love when he told Ant-Man, like, I didn't think you're going to beat me. You know how many rebellions I've killed? How many revolutions I've destroyed, how many Avengers I've murdered, it doesn't matter. You're going to die. Like, that shit I thought was cold. I'm telling you, his dialogue was cool. I just think we didn't see enough action from Kang. Like, I wanted to see some real top-flight action, not him being swarmed by ants, bro. They, I think they missed the mark on that one. I think they, I think they, I think they missed the mark on that one. I'm just keeping it real. Um, And, then, and again, I think they maybe should have showed him taking over the quantum realm instead of just saying, oh, yeah. And then once he unlocked the suit, he just took over the quantum realm. Like, they should have showed that a little more, in my opinion. Uh, What else we got? What else we got? I think I got all my talking points out of the way. Like I said, Cassie had that beef. Said just because it ain't this fight, she said just because it isn't happening to you doesn't mean it isn't happening. I was like, oh my god, this little girl, annoying. Like, bro, and I'm just speaking from the fact that you know, parents, you know, that your job is to protect the daughter, and the daughter out here being reckless. How old is Cassie in Ant-Man 3? Let's check that out. How old is Cassie? Hmm. Okay, she's 18. Yeah, she's supposed to be annoying. She's an 18-year-old girl. She's supposed to be annoying, I guess. So I get that. But yeah, she's still annoying as hell. Um, like how you gonna be mad at your dad because he out here chilling? I just saved the world, and they was trying to act like I even know that part. That that was probably the funniest part in the movie when they was like at the dinner table, which I ain't gonna hold you. 
when they had that little mini dip, that little mini dip, uh, deep, uh, why is that tripping me out? That mini deep dish, and he put like some 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 pim shit on it and made it to like a big ass pizza. I just rolled my eyes. I was like, this is so obnoxious. Like seriously, bro, just buy a damn pizza. He told me I saved eight bucks. Boy, if you don't knock it off, what the hell is that? So yeah, but I did think it was funny when he was like, yo, I saved the world. And he was like, really? You saved the world? And it was like, uh, you you never mentioned that. And then Janet was like, you know, you should write a book about it. That shit sent me. I ain't gonna hold you. That part was funny to say. So yeah, that was funny. I don't think it was funny as funny as the previous two films. Again, you're missing Louise, you're missing T.I., you're missing the Russian dude. So yeah, not as funny, but still solid in the comedy department. Um, where do I rate this film? I was going back and forth with it. Uh, I think I give it an eight out of ten. It wasn't perfect. I had my gripes, but I'm telling you, I'm only knocking it the two because I didn't think Kang had enough action. A lot of dialogue, but not enough action, especially for me. I needed more action from Kang. I didn't get it, so I'm a little disappointed in that. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I thought I thought it was a solid eight. The only thing could have made it better was just more action from Kang. Like we got some cool fighting scenes, but I didn't think any of the fighting was particularly stunning. Right, even the fight between him and Ant Man, where it was just hands on hands, I didn't really think it was stunning. And I really thought hand-to-hand combat, Kang should be able to beat the shit out of Ant-Man. Especially when he was talking about he murdered Thor and he beat Captain America and he killed all these Avengers. And he looked pretty weak against Scott. I'm just saying. Like, so, yeah, that takes it down a lot for me. Like, seriously, that takes it down a lot for me, bro. I think... The uh, the action needed to be a little better, and it wasn't. So that if the action was there, it would have been a nine for me because the story was good. Again, typical with Cassie being the fuck up, but I think the story was good, especially for what they had to work with. Um, yeah. What else can we pull from this? Relationship-wise, I think all the relationships was pretty solid. How are we going to feel is, is uh, I doubt Hank is going to be looking at his wife like any kind of crazy way. Because she was getting plugged in the damn quantum realm. I did like that part, though, when she... Now, this is a typical movie trope. And I can't think of what movies I've seen it from, but I've seen it before. Where it's like, you meet up with the dude, and it's like an intense standoff. And then y'all fight. 
and then after you win, everything is cool. Matter of fact, they did it in the first Ant. Matter of fact, now I'm thinking about it, they did it in the first Ant Man. Scott was fighting the big ass black dude in a prison, and then once Scott was getting whooped, and then once Scott did some slick shit and socked him up and made him leak. Dude was like, bring it in, man. Like, they did the same shit. This is a typical movie trope. But I ain't gonna lie, man. It worked on me. I liked it. I liked it. But I'm looking out for that shit next time. I'm definitely looking out for that because, yo, they getting away with that shit way too much. And I don't like it, bro. So, it was the same thing. Y'all know, when I point something out, you're gonna start noticing it. Just like when I pointed out how they always keep running it. Oh, Wakanda forever. Like, I started saying they doing it too much and they stopped, bro. You know, Kevin, bro, you know, Kevin Feige listens to this podcast from one Kevin to another. You know, Kevin Feige listens to this podcast. I'm out here giving my man's tips. Clearly he needed 48%. What the fuck? What else I like from this movie? Or didn't like. It wasn't too much I didn't like. I pretty much already expressed that. And I expressed the things that I like. Uh, it is pretty. I, you know what was funny? The whole uh, the thing with the coffee shop guy. And he was like, thank you, Spider-Man. Yo, when he realized he wasn't Spider-Man, he started charging my man for his damn, for his shit. And I'm like, why did he think he was Spider-Man in the first place? Like, him and Tom Holland don't look alike. And Ant-Man and Spider-Man, they, they're, I don't know. I guess it was just a joke. And I was going to say, paying $12 for a coffee is crazy, but I just paid $9 for one earlier when I left the movie theater. So... I mean, is it really crazy? I don't think so. So, yeah, that's that. Thank you, Spider-Man. He said, he said, oh, I got you wrong. You was Bugman. You go big and you go small. Bugman. That'd be $12. I was, I was, that shit, that shit sent me. So, at the end, Scott is unsure of himself. He's like, did we do the right thing? He's having a lot of anxiety about Kang. And I thought something else was going to happen, and it kind of just ended it. And then we see the post-credit scene. But I do love how he's so unsure. Now, mind you, Multiverse of Madness ended like this, and we got to stop an incursion. So this is going to tie in, I feel like, with this third movie of Ant-Man. I think Doctor Strange 2 is going to tie in with Ant-Man 3, and we're going to end up... Now, I don't know if it's going to be in Doctor Strange 3, or is that going to be in um, the Kang Dynasty? But those two things are going to correlate because your man's over here. He like, I don't know, man. Something about this. 
it just doesn't feel right. Like some, he know they killed Kane, but he doesn't know. He's kind of not sure. And I get why he would feel like that because of Thanos. You think you beat Thanos and then something else happening. It's always something. So I get uh, the anxiety that Scott is going through. So shout out Scott, man. You saved the day. You won the battle, but did you win the war? We're going to see. We got Secret Wars coming up. We got the King Dynasty coming up. And yeah, I really hope it's not a, a big ass dud. I need to see something a little more villainous from Kang. Seriously. I need to see a little more, a little more uh villainous from Kang, man. You know, I got Lil Kang on my shirt, bro. And I kind of feel like, like look at this. I got Lil Kang on my shirt, and I kind of feel like that's how Kang was in his damn movie. He was like Lil Kang. He was like not even the important Kang. Like. I just I don't get it. Like why did like why did my man die in the first the first film? Okay, so now we're gonna be dealing with a bunch of variants of King. I mean it's cool, don't get me wrong, but it kind of feels a little cheap. A little cheap. Y'all know, bro, I'm here to speak my mind and be transparent. The whole killing and the multiverse shit, it was cool at first, but it kind of feels like uh it's a little cheating. Like, okay, we killed Kane, but we're going to be able to bring him back with a bunch of different variants. But I do get it. This is why I do get it. Because all of these Kings, they're all so smart. They all know how to manipulate time and do their thing with time. So they're all going against each other. And maybe some Kings got an alliance. And that's the King Dynasty. And it was all against that one King because he was the superior King. Now that he's dead... They can all rise up and take over time and take over the multiverse. So that makes a little sense. It makes sense. But I still don't think he should have died, at least in this film. I don't think so. But he did, so it is what it is. Uh, what else we got for Ant-Man? Okay, now, outside of the movie, I seen it was, uh, they got a B on cinema score. And it's the lowest grade of any Marvel movie. I don't even know what cinema score is, but I just thought we should say it. And let's see. On Google, okay, it's a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, 48% on Metacritic, and 85% of Google users liked it, and I just liked it. So, I don't know what that means, but it seemed like not, not a lot of people really F with this movie. So I think that's pretty much the end of my uh, review. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've seen it twice. I had to go see it again because the first time I went, I fell asleep. Uh, and it's not because the movie was boring. I, th I think I know what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. This is why I keep falling asleep in movies. Because I low-key fell asleep today when I went to see it again. But I fell asleep on a part that I had seen when I woke up. It was all good. Bro, the damn, the trailers be so long in the movies, bro. Like, I feel like I go to a movie in the trailer like a half hour, and usually I try to time it out, but sometimes, bro, I don't want to just, like, I don't want to just sit in the car or sit in the casino and just wait. So I'm like, well, I might as well just go 
and sit and, and watch the previews, but it's kind of hard because you're eating your food. Like, you got this good-ass popcorn. Bro, the popcorn I had today was so damn good. I got a small, and they put in that bag, but damn popcorn was, bro, the butter was leaking all on my pans, bro. Oh, my God. Clogging up all my arteries, bro. Not giving a damn. I'm on my diet, bro, but still, I still got to get that popcorn. I'm down 19 pounds, bro. Shout out to your boy out here living life. 279, now I'm 260. If I could do it, you can do it. Put your mind to it. But anyways, so I think that's what it is. So I'm eating most of my damn food, and then when the, when the movie come on, I'm super down. So, like, most of my popcorn going, have my drink going, and then... I'm like full, like a quarter into the movie, and then I get a little sleepy. You know how you, you know how it is when you eat, you get sleepy, then it's dark, you got your feet propped up if you're in a recliner like me. It's too much. I need to start showing up to the movies right before the damn previews, like over. Seriously, I'm not even bullshitting. That way you can like eat, start eating your popcorn and shit while the movie is starting. All of that, bruh, I'm telling you. It's bullshit. The damn previews is too long. And again, I don't understand why the previews are so long when we can watch all the trailers on YouTube. Seriously. It's ridiculous. So I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not for that. So I think it's a little crazy. Um, other than that, I really think that's it, low-key. But we will be back. We got a Marvel News show. That's going to be coming out real soon, probably because we got to talk about box office. We got, of course, we got to talk about box office. Um, I think they're saying that Ant-Man and the Wasp is already, uh, Quantumanium is already like damn near at 100 million. So that's great. We got to talk about that. And uh, yo, when I went to the movie theater today, bro, it was packed. Saturday went, it was packed, bro. I love it. I love seeing it. I haven't seen one of these old ladies that I work with, bro. She was there, 87, seeing an Ant-Man movie. It's lit, bro. Ant-Man lit. We, bro, Marvel is lit, bro. Ain't nobody else getting people out of the, except for James Cameron. James Cameron the GOAT. James Cameron the GOAT. But other than that, nobody getting them out of out their houses to go sit in the theater like Marvel. So you got to shout that out. So, yeah, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about cancellations and Bro, we got a lot to talk about on the Marvel News show, which will be coming next. And then um, these next few days, I'm going to be working on a lot of videos, a lot of scripts. This whole time while I'm off, I'm going to be treating my off days like work days. And those days, I will be working and writing scripts and doing all kinds of shit. So, bro, phase five starting off beautiful to me. Season three, straight out of Marvel, will be starting off the same way. And um, I will be looking forward to my listeners being there every step of the way. So if you enjoyed this, you already know to do smash like buttons, all of that shit. And please follow your boy at Kevin27World, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of that. Like me, like me. And uh, yeah, we will be back. And I mean back. We dropping lots of shit this week. So please be there. Believe until you make believers. <laughs>